0: You're hundred percent trying to fuck with us. I am not. I have nothing to do with it. Yeah. No, it had to have. Because I,
1: I see the light on the floor right now underneath something. Okay, so if it knocked down, it was accidental. I don't know what you guys are talking
0: about.
2: And the oil bottle. Where
0: was this light at? Yeah, where where's the it oh, no I see the oil bottle? The oil up bottle's there.
2: laying on the side.
0: Yeah. That nothing could have accusing happened. me of shit. To
2: give you guys some imagery, look, the there's, freaky there's deaky a oil bottle is yeah. laying on its side and behind it there was this little He's an astronaut. We'll post a picture yeah. on the page, but an astronaut light. He's been okay, on. He's been on. A couple of you videos. guys
1: talk about this shit all the time. Obviously, he's it gone. was a ghost. It is. A ghost.
0: There's a look. There's a lip on that thing. It can't that just is, fall no off. There's no
2: way. That was like
0: this. That was standing up. Yeah, and on the ground is the light um, yeah, pointed I mean, towards the wall for whatever reason. Christian, I know you're you're to be like, oh, it wasn't me, but Heather, I think Heather and I both agree it had to have been Christian, right? It's just well, yeah, it, that would happen if it fell off. Uh, that's weird.
2: But I don't know how it would fall down with that lip. Yeah. So, again, for the pod, we'll post a picture of the shelf and the there's light like the so you can see.
0: Pointed towards the the freaky deaky sticker up there. The head was pointed towards the freaky But it most definitely,
2: deaky. either this thing really grew legs and jumped out of a shelf because it sits down. Yeah. Or there's a ghost or Christian is just messing with us and still letting us believe that he didn't do it.
0: Yeah, I would say that I solved it but I don't think so because it's been like that for a while like I've had that set up for a while because I was thinking maybe the heater kicked on and blew over that that moose painting from one of the locals shout out dope ass painting love it um, and that was behind the Astro Man. So if the heater blew that over, oh it would yeah, have the painting's down off. too.
2: Because yeah, the painting was oh, up there. Oh, it's
0: not my fault now. It could. That, but I'm saying, but I'm saying it's been like that for a while, and his heaters kicked on plenty of times. So either it took a really long time to do that, or there's a ghost in here, or Christian did it, and he's trying to be like, "Ooh," and then at the end of the episode, he's gonna be like. Just kidding. It was me. Ha ha. Ghosts aren't real. We're on your tricks, Christian. We're not about it. I wouldn't right? do that. I'm just amazed that you two are so, having so much trouble accepting
1: paranormal yeah. as a reasoning behind that, that you have to blame me that you well, look, maybe it is a ghost. Maybe it's a spirit yeah. or a demon look. and you're you want it to be me. So you can live in
0: your like safe little place where these things don't exist. Here's the only reason it creeps me out a little bit is because I've had a couple of issues with this shop since we moved in. Right. I've had a couple of random experiences happen where it was like, mm, was that? And then I've had a couple of dreams about it as well. One of the the one that is obviously most notable is me walking up to the shop, looking out the, the windows in the hallway on the way and hearing the shop door open for me as I get closer, which is not it's not a smart home in that sense. You're welcome. The the, the door does not open on its own. Again, you're welcome. Or actually the door does open on its own if it's off the hinge. So it doesn't make sense that. It didn't open, and then as I'm walking towards it, it suddenly decides to open up. Secondly, I had this dream. um, I wake up super early, get ready for work, and then take a nap before I go to work, right? Like a psycho. I'll wake up at 3.30, brush my teeth, get ready for work, lay down for an hour. My alarm will awake me. I will go to work. Um, That is the weirdest shit I've ever heard of other. It's weird, but it actually helps me wake up a little bit and rest before going to work. I get It's the best of both worlds, but there was one... In that period one time, I had a dream where I was approaching the door of the shop, and as I opened the shop, I I turned the handle, I opened it up, the motion light didn't turn on the lights, and so it was just dark in here, and I remember just staring at it, and it was like this eerie silence, and in, in the dream, I knew that because the light didn't turn on, something was trying to lure me into the shop, and it terrified me so much in this dream that I started backing up. Like, in a horror movie, like, huh, huh. And, like, I fell on my ass in the dream, just staring at the open darkness of the door. And then I woke up. What if that was opportunity calling you in? I don't think that it was opportunity, Christian, but I appreciate that. No, probably not. When we have a bad dream or a weird dream like that, what if we just read it
1: all wrong and stepping across that scary threshold was opportunity and success and happiness but we had turned it into a scary nightmare so we never crossed that threshold and it became a nightmare to look, us because we did could not take that opportunity
0: look i will tell you this my mother is a certified dream interpreter for anyone that's wondering and she has said that a lot of nightmares actually have really good meanings. Mm-hmm. Right. That it is actually like most of it's for growth or it's for like warnings or this and that. It's to prepare you. And I was like, oh, interesting. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the door opened already once when I was walking towards it, had a couple weird instances with the speaker turning off when I walked in the room once. Like, there's just a lot of weird things that have happened here. And it's not terrifying things necessarily, but just weird enough for me to be, you know, questioning. And-
2: and if you saw the studio before it was a cool studio, it was very creepy vibe, like yeah, brown paint board everywhere.
0: Yeah. yeah, just a garage.
2: The back room where you kind of keep some of your oil stuff, very creepy vibes back there oh, as yeah. I've gotten dressed back there and he told me not to go back there.
0: Yeah. Even very creepier, scared. The light has, I, I think the light is dying, uh, Um. that hanging light. But I was standing back there once, I turned it on and I walked to the edge and I was grabbing something and the light just turned off. I was like, ah! And I was like, <laughs> turn around, and I ran out and I was like, okay, the light's just dead Scott it's fine but then like you see these lights these uh like fluorescent tube lights Mm -hmm. you can plug one of those into the outlet and suddenly the light bulb turns back on I don't understand it's magic to me but either way yeah it was a freaky instance
2: and and the creepy kid name that we had to cover up with paint on your wall
0: Mm.
2: like some kid was kept here prisoner and just carved his name
0: and Marker. <laughs> no, yeah.
2: yeah. It was creepy, though.
0: I, th- I think that was actually the name of the, the previous owner's children. So there's- uh, But it was still creepy. Oh, yeah. Anything kids write on anywhere is pretty creepy. Do you think uh, lights have an afterlife? I think we should get into the yeah. episode. I think that was just weird enough of a tangent start for me to be like, you know what? No. You ready? Yeah. But anyway- <laughs> no. We always start with a weird tangent. You may not always hear it. Yeah. But that's how it starts. Yeah. So anyway, the shop has been acting weird, which is all that's a, all around about way of me saying that's why or that's the only thing that would make me question why everything was falling over because I've had creepy experiences. here. So you
1: blame the Christian.
0: I blamed you. Yes. OK. Just making sure I blamed a Christian. OK. Yeah. There's multiple. Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's let's get into this. People didn't tune in to hear about how weird the shop slash studio is. So or maybe they did. Is that what you want? Is that what you desire? We'll do full fledged investigations in this place. ESP, EVP, ESP, EVP, whatever. I thought you knew all those letters. You said that H I J K L M N O P. Yeah, yeah. Before we dive in, uh, actually, before that, let's start the episode, shall we? <laughs> Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. Hope you're having a great week. We've got an interesting episode for you planned today. We are talking about hitchhikers. Yes, that's right. You heard that correctly. Phantom Hitchhikers, uh, Heroes and Horror Stories is what I've labeled this one. I have got a personal story that happened to, well, It's not. I guess not technically personal, but uh, my best friend growing up had an experience with a phantom hitchhiker with his mom, and I'll share that story as well. So I thought it'd be a fun topic to dive into, look into some of the like some of these stories. Surprise, surprise, are actually nice. They're good. They're whole. They're wholesome stories, and I know some people don't enjoy that, but uh, we've sprinkled a couple of really freaky ones in there just to to keep it up to par with the rest of the show. So all right, I hope you guys are excited for this. Uh, I had a lot of fun putting this episode together, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it as well. Shall we hit the road? Yeah, we shall. And Put so, your
2: thumbs up, sit yeah. back, and get ready.
0: Yeah. If you're excited, put those thumbs up. <laughs> Lay back in your 1960s yeah. style VW B- van, yeah. bug chair. Yeah. 50 different intros to the yeah. episode, and that is Freaky DK. Yeah. All right. Before we dive into the episode, I found this post from a user that has since been deleted, so unfortunately we can't give credit where credit's due. But they did a nice job of fleshing out the phenomena We'll touch base on this before we crack into a few experiences. Phantom hitchhikers, are they a real phenomenon or a widespread hoax? The Vanishing or Phantom Hitchhiker is an urban legend in which people traveling by vehicle meet with or are accompanied by a hitchhiker who subsequently vanishes without explanation, often from a moving vehicle. The public knowledge of the story expanded greatly with the 1981 publication of a nonfiction book the vanishing hitchhiker in this book the author suggests that the story can be traced as far back as the 1870s and has quote recognizable parallels in korea tsarist russia among chinese americans mormons and ozark mountaineers so it's a real melting pot very similar stories have been reported for centuries across the world Variations on the legend, a common variation of the above involves the vanishing hitchhiker departing as would a normal passenger, having left some item in the vehicle or have borrowed, having borrowed a garment for protection against the cold. The vanishing hitchhiker may also leave some form of information that encourages the motorist to make subsequent contact. In such accounts of the legend, the garment borrowed is often found draped over a gravestone in a local cemetery. In this and other versions of the urban legend, the unsuspecting motorist makes contact with the family of a deceased person using the information the hitchhiker left behind and finds that the family's description of the deceased matches the passenger the motorist picked up and also finds that they were killed in some unexpected way usually a car accident and that the driver's encounter with the vanishing hitchhiker occurred on the anniversary of their death and that is something that i've pulled up multiple times recently where i've i told you i was like yeah it's like the woman in white stories where you pick her up and you drop them off or you go to the house and knock on the door and they're like oh they've been dead for 50 years that's what i was saying and so i found it very interesting when i found it in this uh while researching this episode, I'm like, oh, I got to throw that in for sure. Because yeah, you, thought, you thought I was crazy when I said that. You're like, no, they usually disappear. I'm like, no, I know there's stories where they drop them off.
1: Well, in one of our last episodes that people may hear someday, we do talk about vanishing cab riders, which is similar to the hitchhikers. And I've And this is, I mean, this story shows up from time to time in some of the things we, you know, the
0: scary stories we like to pay attention to. Hmm? Oh, yeah. It's been played out a lot. Other variations reverse the scenario in that the hitchhiker meets a driver. The hitchhiker later learns that the driver is actually an apparition or of a person who died earlier. That is common as well, yes, I've heard both of those. The first proper study of the story of the vanishing hitchhiker was
1: undertaken by American folklorists, Richard Beardsley, and Rosalie Hankey, who collected as many accounts as they could and attempted to analyze them. The Beardsley-Hankey survey elicited 79 written accounts of encounters with vanishing hitchhikers drawn from across the United States. This study found that most accounts featured someone deceased giving their address to the person who offered them a lift. The second most common was in which an elder, elderly individual would give a warning of impending disaster before vanishing. Rarer but still recorded more than once were occurrences of young women borrowing coats or scarves from their driver before getting out of the vehicle. The garment would later be found on the headstone of the person. One of their conclusions was that the hitchhiker is, in a majority of cases, female and the lift-giver male. Beardsley and Hankey's sample contained 47 young women apparitions, 14 old lady apparitions, and 14 more of an undeterminate sort. No turtle doves. Not a a partridge in a pear tree? None of that.
0: It's unacceptable. No no French Mm -hmm. hens we're getting close to Christmas folks yes. just trying to liven
1: it up I'm sure at the time they're listening to the podcast and we release it they'll know they're getting close to Christmas because they'll be listening to it while they're shopping
0: that's true yeah you guys are out there shopping right now listening yeah. to this how do we know because that's just what we do here we we know we're the Illuminati that's right
1: All right. Paranormal researcher Michael Goss in his book, The Evidence for Phantom Hitchhikers, discovered that many reports of vanishing hitchhikers turn out to be based on folklore and hearsay stories. Goss also examined some cases and attributed them to hallucination of the experiencer on mushrooms. According to Goss, most of the stories are fabricated folklore creations retold in new settings.
0: You know what I've found about this podcast so far is that we have recurring themes that interweave throughout bulks, like little batches of episodes. You can tell what we're focused on for like three months at a time because yeah. there's like a string of like six episodes where we're like uh, time is a flat circle <laughs> like in every single episode. This weird arc of time being flat. And then now we're obviously on. She's been dead for 50 years. hmm. Oh, I thought we were on mushrooms. No, you are on mushrooms. I'm on a different. Art. I am currently not on mushrooms. We're on
2: caffeine. That's what we're on. <laughs>
0: Christians, Christian's on mushrooms. If it sounds a little off, that's that's why. If it sounds better, let us know. He'll, he'll do mushrooms every time.
2: Scott and I are just heavily caffeinated right now.
0: That's true. I'm like tweaking. He tweaking. I, I am not on mushrooms. I want to make that clear.
1: I am currently not on mushrooms.
0: I'm going to insert like a wink sound effect. Like, bink, you know, <laughs> fine. Do I want do you Okay, conclusions. Few if any
1: vanishing hitchhiker stories have been substantiated, but these stories
0: persist and will likely continue to be a phenomenon for years to come. I like it. I like it because they're they're making it sound like it is all based off folklore, right? It's all it's all just stories passed down over and over again, you know, but we have to think at some point, these stories originated from something, right? It couldn't have just, I mean, maybe sure it was just like a, a cautionary tale or something or like something you tell around a campfire, but there's real life stories of people experiencing this to this day. And I actually have a story that I'm going to share with you guys from uh, my best friend back home. Like, I think we must've been teenagers, maybe like mid teens or something like that, 14 or 15, uh, in Christian, my old stomping ground, the Mojave desert. Uh, apparently, my friend and his mom were driving home from Palmdale or Lancaster, one of the two, and they picked up a hitchhiker, uh, I think somewhere outside Mojave. You know, Christian knows the barren wasteland oh, between <laughs> between the Lancaster and you know, Mojave is...
1: There's many Twilight Zone episodes that are filmed in a place that looks like Muhammad, Mojave, and it usually involves tumbleweeds yeah. blowing through creepily.
0: Yeah so so they're driving this one the one highway back right and they see someone on the side of the road looking to hitch a ride my friend's mom stops the I think they had a van at the time stopped the van opened up the back door guy came in and apparently he was a super nice guy uh, soft spoken but was like inspirational like like kind of just like listening to them and like talking to them like oh it's gonna be okay everything's gonna get better whatever and then at, at like along that drive decides to stop and He's like oh just let me out here and they're like Okay, and so they stopped the car on the side of the road, let the guy out, and as they're driving away, look in the rear rearview mirror, and there's no one there, just disappeared. Like so, it was almost—it was like he was bringing these words of encouragement, and then just decides like, "You can let me off here. Like, I just needed to tell you this message. I wish I remember what the words were. I wish I remember what he said or what they talked about, but yeah, I remember him telling me that story. And I'm like, dude, that is nuts." Because you, you hear stories like that and it's always an urban legend thing. It's always like attached to, oh, that's just a tall tale. That's what, you know, but what in this instance, what could that have been outside of like, you know, a, some kind of protector or like a guardian angel or something or someone with a message from above or beyond or whatever you want to say. But someone got in that van and someone left that van without any memory of what happened to him afterwards it's not a men in black thing i feel like that's where you're taking it no I'm <laughs> like, like they didn't get zapped and abducted i don't think maybe if maybe. you really want to take that I'll there's get, gotta be yeah, okay. i'll throw it to you if
1: but. we're gonna i'm the skeptic but if we're gonna imagine these things really happening
0: this isn't like this isn't some like way out there story this is removed one time from me
1: i'm not saying i'm saying i've heard these stories too yeah and I come from an era where hitchhiking was more popular than it is now. Yeah. When I was a little kid, everybody was hitchhiking. And the years before that, people were mm. like, now we live in a world where we almost everybody owns a car, have, has access to getting across, like, say, getting across across the country. But prior to the 70s, 70s and prior, that's how people got across the country a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no joke. Or got to new regions to work different jobs or to have a new life. They would hitchhike. And then, so you hear a lot of these stories and could it just be some uplifting hippie on his way out to a Charles Manson commune, you know, spouting off positivity in these types of situations, or is there an actual entity that is out on the road or it, does it go to time as a flat circle to where you're just experiencing something that happened
0: either in the past or the future yeah. and you're just interacting with it over and over again? I don't know. Like there's something about it, like the messenger that just you pick up on just the right stretch of land that comes bearing a gift of a good message or even just a, a friendly conversation. There's been yeah. times that I've talked to strangers where I left that conversation thinking like, was that person human? Like, was that a real event that happened? Because yeah. it, it almost felt like it was like kismet, like you were at the right place, the exact right time talk to a complete stranger that has a word that you need to hear or a phrase that you need to hear that'll lift your spirits or whatever and that happens far more often than is actually talked about like more than just hitchhiking more than all that stuff like you you, I, you find that there's this intervention that takes place in a coffee shop. when you need it most yeah. like it's just it's weird like i don't know and that's like, like to it me it feels like well, of course my upbringing it. it sounds like some kind of guardian like guardian angels or like anything like that you know to me it sounds like uh an ancient type of
1: saying where when you are ready the teacher will appear and like that some, teacher may not be anything other
0: than a passerby like like some shamanism type stuff or like or just i like mean it you comes think- across like
1: that but basically you're not going to hear the lesson until you're ready so if you meet somebody at a coffee shop and they give you some kind of sentence or two that makes you think about the world differently and might change your outlook in the future hmm. you until you're ready that teacher that can give you those words will not appear yeah or if they do you never see them because you're focused on other stuff. So still they haven't appeared. Does that, does that sound more like Buddhism? Like, like similar closer to Buddhism? I or- think so. Yeah. I mean, that's where it comes from originally that saying, yeah. but that saying does kind of make sense because you mm-hmm. can't pick up on anything until you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't always tell when you're ready. You don't even know half the time. It just happens.
0: True. Heather, you ever, ever have any experiences like that where uh, it's just right place, right time. You heard something that you're like, damn, I feel like I really need to be right here in this moment.
2: Off the top of my head, so during twenty twenty, oh. um, that uh-huh. wonderful year,
0: yeah.
2: my sister, um that I don't know if I've decad- mentioned on the podcast before, but she was a she, decade.
1: She, yeah. I'm sure of it. She
2: was uh in a car accident when she was twelve, broke her back, and my mm. sister's a paraplegic. Yeah. And since then, oh you know, over the course of, you know, twenty some odd years, she's had a lot of surgeries, you know, and complications from that. And she ended up being in the hospital and was really sick at this time. She got sepsis and they were kind of preparing us for the worst. Yeah. And it's weird like a couple weeks prior i'd met this gal and something came up about my sister being in a wheelchair and she goes yeah i've grown up my brother's been in a wheelchair my whole life and i don't meet i mean i'm 30 now this is the first person i've met that has that same experience yeah you yeah. know and so we just started talking about her brother's struggles and my sister well then i get this call i'm at the gym and my mom goes you know things are looking really bad we're gonna emergency met- medevac her out and I yeah. talked to my sister on the phone, and she was just having a hard time. She's like, I'm tired of living this way. I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And it just crushed me, and I started bawling in the middle of this locker room at the gym. Yeah. And this gal just comes out of nowhere that I don't know. You know, that randomly told me this one story about her brother, and she Damn. just hugs me. What the hugs fuck? Hugs me in the locker room, and I'm, like, crying, and we're just both crying together. And she's just like, it'll be okay. Like, your sister's going to pull through. I'm thinking of her. And then after that, like she would check a few weeks, like, how's she doing? And Kim's stats got better and she got better. But it was like in that moment, I needed that. And I felt so stupid. I'm just, you know, bawling and losing in the locker yeah. room. But this gal comes out of nowhere.
0: So and she was didn't there. know you were having this conversation about your sister. Mm mm. Dude, and I, I just started crying like, goosebumps when you said that. I'm like, she just came out of nowhere and, yeah, gave and just a,
2: gave me a hug. She's just like, hug me. And I'm like, I told my husband, I'm like, I'm standing in the locker oh. room, like half dressed with this like lady, you know, like just giving me this hug, like, wow, probably my broad pants kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that is just wow. losing it.
2: And just she was that comfort I needed in that minute. You know, my parents are both out of state with my sister.
0: Damn it. I'm it, so yeah. pissed. You, I'm so pissed, guys. Why? This is the second episode in a row. I haven't filmed anything. And we've got the best. The best possible footage that I could have ever gotten was in these last two episodes that I didn't film anything. I'm pissed, but that's we'll, we'll <laughs> make it work. Yeah. That story is and fucking that was
2: weird. something I wasn't even thinking of until you were saying that. Like, sometimes you need you have that little, like, it's like they're yeah. a, an angel looking out for you,
1: yeah.
0: But and it could be viewed as like anything else, like, it mm-hmm. could be an angel. Like, to me, it's yeah. angels. That's
2: well, like, and it
1: you know, doesn't but, matter. Like, when I'm sitting here and you guys are kind of ridiculing me for sounding like a hippie,
0: get out of here, hippie. No, I'm not really <laughs> well, wrong though,
1: because it doesn't matter how you ex- feel it see it experience yeah. it it's sometimes it's just what you need and sometimes it's not enjoyable sometimes oh, you yeah. get slapped into the dirt because you need it but and it's just weird that she's that.
2: she has the same commonality where, I mean, again, in 30 years of my life, I've never had somebody, this happened when I was seven. And so since a young age, I've been, you know, used to doing things like I can tell you how to help someone transfer or this, a lot of knowledge that people don't realize, yeah. you know, and so to have someone like the first time I talked to her, just venting on different life struggles and have that person to have this commonality with like.
1: The universe is there for you. Yeah. You just got to be open. You and. You know, that was perfect timing and exactly what you needed, but that is always there. It's just, we got to focus on some smaller things sometimes, like what is really important and be open to these things because when you need it, things will show up. Yeah. Even if you don't understand it, this one was obvious, Mm -hmm. but most of the stuff that shows up in our day-to-day lives that we need, we just don't even pay attention to and we miss opportunities or we don't find the fulfillment in them
0: Yeah.
1: and we don't grow, but you just you know, maybe don't take everything so seriously, and the universe provides, yeah. and you can call it God, whatever. I call it like the universe because it's pretty open to whatever somebody needs it sure. to be. Sure, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, and like, and we've said it millions of times. We talk about the exact same thing, which uh, is fight over what the title is. Yeah, um, yeah. But well, that is that's a crazy. Like, I'm surprised that you're not as blown away by that as you are. Like, you you're saying this very very chill. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, she just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, well, like, and
2: it's weird because I don't even know her name. Like where we've become those friends where that it's like is weird, she Heather. is like we've made, co- you know, conversation in yeah. the sauna or like, hey, I'm going to this class. You know, you go, you keep working out. You know, we make these little common passings where I see her. and I don't know her name, but I just joke and call her my gym friend now. like So my husband and I, like if I t- you talk with her in passing, I'm like, oh, yeah, my own gym friend, you know, I saw. But I don't know her name. And then she found out later, like six months later, I was talking about when we had the flooding in the spring in our house. I'm like yeah I live over off this road. And she's like, oh, we're having it, too. I live off Melanie. This is a road away from me. Stop.
0: Yeah. Here and we... I'm like,
2: this lady has this exact same, like grown up with my childhood, lives a road away from me.
0: Two options. Two options. One.
2: She's just lying. complete no. bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One. Some kind of guardian universe, angel, whatever you want to call it. Two. She stalks you pretty heavily and it's getting dark and creepy. Right. Let's go with so the So if first. I get
2: murdered, you know, yeah. check this out. It's your
0: gym friend for sure. But yeah. also touching story.
2: Yeah, it's weird because, like I said, it's something you just don't. There's not many people. It's like not a community of us. Like, hey, my paraplegic, you know, sibling community group on Facebook, but I don't have anyone that has those same like frustrations that I've had growing up with because it it is a burden. It's a difficult thing as a family to navigate and deal with. And
1: you know what it also shows you is like maybe you guys don't go to the same church or vote for the same politician, but it doesn't matter. You guys have something in common. It's just like all of us have something in common. Yeah. And we like separate ourselves so much that it's almost shocking when somebody can give you a hug a complete stranger can give you a hug and it, and it helps. Yeah. Or you have this random conversation with somebody, you know, hitchhiking or at a coffee shop and it helps, but we just don't pay attention to this stuff enough.
2: Some little angel there.
0: Yeah. Something, some kind of something for sure. That is, I like how this developed. All I said was yeah. when, when you're ready,
1: the teacher will appear and everybody kind of got their own. That's why that's such a great quote, because everybody can feel that in their yeah. own way.
2: Well, I think it's weird, like this podcast, I have so many stories that I keep know, coming you just out like, within it, like, it that like, oh. I'm like, it's like, I just stuff it to the back of my mind and don't take much note on it when it happens. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll what be talking and then do. something just starts coming out. Like Christian was saying that. And I'm like, oh, it's so weird. This lady came in my life when I needed it. Yeah.
0: yeah. But that's what most people do is they like something happens they're like that's weird. And then they just bury that. shit. like, no, 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 no. Look into that. Look at it. Focus on it. Like, what was that? Yeah. Figure yeah. it out. Like, yeah. if it opens up your mind even a little bit to understand that things are so much bigger than you think
1: is it paranormal? In most cases probably not, but in in most whatever cases, it doesn't probably. matter. Yeah. In most you know? cases absolutely. Well, I yeah. think I think most we know from going through stories that not every paranormal story is true. But there are some which you're like that might be true. Yeah. And that's all that matters. That's why we're talking about it. That's why a skeptic is willing to talk about it because there are some things that may be true and we will hopefully someday understand what this magic was. it's not magic anymore when we get to the other side christian yes when we get to the other side well Well, um we'll be podcasting there too i was gonna
2: say even my husband who's a skeptic i've got him on synchronicities now so that's his big (laughs) thing we'll have things and i'm always like synchronicities this stuff yesterday comes home and you know the atlanta braves our team won the world series this is this is
0: getting bleeped out of the
1: I actually watched Hank Aaron in real life, not on replays. as a yeah. young
0: well, baby boy. No one is surprised by that, Christian. You're literally as old as time. I'm not knocking on
1: Hank Aaron. I'm just, make, <laughs> I'm just having fun.
0: So I'm not picking on you. As the voice of reason in this, because you two clearly can't compose yourselves over the subject of baseball for some reason. Ten minutes ago, I started talking about what I thought it was, and you started yelling at each other about weird shit. This could be a sign of the simulation. This could be that everything is set in motion and everything is set to take place and it's all written in the code and certain people are out there decrypting little segments of this code and being like why does this add up to this why does this happen
1: you know how they were able to figure out there was a glitch in the matrix
0: because the braves won yeah exactly yeah exactly doesn't happen Somebody screwed up the next story is hitchhiking angel who wants to take that one i just read i will you did an hour ago yeah yeah when we started that tangent (laughs) yeah i just read
2: this is hitchhiking angel by reddit user darkcry9000
0: video game been there oh
2: my father was traveling along a country highway it was early morning and he was at the front of a long line of traffic along his way he spotted a hitchhiker with a hiking backpack and being the kind of person he was he stopped for them and lost his place at the front of traffic The guy seemed really friendly. Dad chatted with him about the family and work, told the guy he wanted to have a kid. The guy was super friendly and nice and supportive. All of a sudden, he asked my dad to drop him off. Dad was confused as this was right next to a field in the middle of nowhere. The guy said, don't worry about it, and got out, which weirded out my dad. My dad turned to leave and noticed the guy left his bag and went to let the guy know, but he was gone. Nowhere to be seen. Dad says he searched for him, but it made no sense where he went or how he could hide. Upon getting back in the car, he looked in the bag to find it empty. Also weird, he decided to continue on his way and joined back in traffic. He came to the first set of lights eventually and noticed an accident had happened to the car that was behind him in the line of traffic originally, and he realized that had he not picked this guy up, he would have been in that accident. That guy saved him. Two weeks later, his wife was pregnant with me. My dad was still the bag, Still has the my dad's <laughs>
0: My dad was still the bag. There's a twist. <laughs> it was he was the bag the whole time. Dad, funny. I've only heard that used on moms before. <laughs> yeah, there
1: you go. That's a weird twist in that story. Oh yeah.
2: My dad still has the bag and carries it with him in his car at all times, hoping to eventually run into this guy and thank him.
0: Yeah. Spooky. There's two. There's two angles to that that I want to address. Number one. If you saved this guy's life, right? Like, let's say it was like a, a helpful stranger or someone that knew the future, right? Saves this guy who picks him up. But then wouldn't that just ipso facto mean that he killed the guy that was behind this original driver? Yeah. No, no. The, this accident was going to happen anyway.
2: He just spared him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But see, that's what I'm saying. The guy who was behind him didn't get spared. No, Oh. no. Yeah. So so what so how like that guy was safe until this guy picked up the hitchhiker mm-hmm. that saved his life. Yeah. You know
1: what it totally is? I didn't mention this last episode. It's the multiverse. You're welcome. Oh, I sometimes yeah, so
2: I don't know. In my head, I try to like make like justify death. Yeah. For instance, like with my car my sister's car accident, she was the only survivor. Yeah. My grandma I can rationalize because she was old. My grandfather was diagnosed with ALS and she had said, I can't watch your grandfather die. Yeah. Maybe someone up there knew she couldn't do it and took her life. Cool. She lived a full life. My sister's best friend died in that car accident and she was 10. Yeah. So that's always grappled my sister with like, why did I live and why did she die? But I try to like tell my sister, I'm like, maybe, you know, God knew she would get cancer or something else would happen to her and he spared her. Like, I don't know how to justify why she died, but like, that's what I try and do. So like, maybe this guy behind, like they knew he wanted a family, you know, and was going to yeah. start out spared him. but it was like this person something else is worse for them ahead
1: this
0: guy's a pedophile take it out i don't know like
2: i just try and just like think that way i don't know why but that's how my brain is i think
1: that's a normal human thing is to try to justify tragedy and death but it's also like it creates problems there's no justification for that for that sure there's no way of rationalizing whether who whatever, um, energy did it, whether it was a God or just happenstance, you cannot rationalize that you, it's unacceptable in every form. So you just have to accept that these things happen and deal with them the best way you can, because there's no way to justify or rationalize those kind of things that are tragedies to somebody while they might be, my life was saved to somebody else. And that's why certain survivors have struggle with survivor's guilt Because there's no way to. Why was I spared when other people weren't? Mm -hmm. You can't. So it's like a natural process for our our brain to try to understand that. But there are certain things we just got to be okay with,
0: without understanding. And I feel like that's one of the most common misunderstandings from, like, if you view it from a religious angle, where people are saying, like, "Oh, well, why would a just God let this happen?" That's one of the biggest misunderstandings in religion. You have to have
2: the pain to know the good times. They're saying, like, if God took away everything for everyone then you would we wouldn't have
0: well not even not even that it's it's everything is free will like god isn't up there pulling puppet strings and according to actual religion god isn't up there pulling puppet strings these things happen Blaming it on God is, is wrong and like all, all kinds of shit. Like whatever happened, what do you do with from the mess of that, which happened?
2: Mm-hmm. It's make it
0: a blessing or make it a curse. Yeah. It's on you. Like it's up to you to decide which, which path you want to take. But it's one of the most often used, especially movies, TV shows, all that shit. And I hate.
1: And from religion. I mean, it's viewed bad. Like it's, it's just, confident. and it's not, it's just life. Like, you no. go and especially, I think we have a big problem in the Western world with this because mm-hmm. we are not that spiritual. No matter how much some of us go to church, we are not connected to a spiritual belief system that helps us day to day, like um, say Aboriginal people did or ancient people did. We are trying to justify almost too much. When bad stuff happens, whether you believe in God or not, it doesn't really matter how why it happened. It just happened. And here we are on a podcast talking like we have the answers and we don't yeah it's just and we're talking about how easy it is if (coughs) tragedy slapped any of us it would be a struggle we're not saying it wouldn't be that because of the way we view it it's just sometimes maybe trying to understand it causes us a lot more pain than we need it to be than what's already there even it's like the world is random Mm -hmm. yeah random things happen is there a reason for them or not does it matter you you just lost somebody that was important to you and you have to navigate the world afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just said, I can't like live without watching my partner go through pain and then something happens later and a 10 year old is connected to it that's just completely innocent. Maybe we don't speak certain things into existence. Maybe it doesn't matter. I live yeah. in a world where most of this stuff doesn't matter. It's how you react to it. And, it. and it feels good to me. That won't work with a lot of people. People are very religious. And that is almost blasphemy to think certain things like that. It's really easy for me to say these things, but everybody suffers differently. What are
2: you- oh, well, when you guys are done with this, I just I pulled the stats on my tangent and I they're so good that I wanted to read them in before
1: Oh, okay. because
2: it's this good of a synchronicity because I'm telling you, tell me this isn't weird. Hank Aaron was number 44. Okay. The Braves were
1: 44.
2: Okay. Was an angel in the outfield.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and All take right. us into the next story before you guys yes. bore me with more baseball talk.
2: I'm interested to know what a zoot suit is too. Wow.
0: Zoot suit is a
1: fancy suit from the 20s.
0: Yeah, and Zoot Suit Riot was a band, which is why I titled that this. Oh. And zoot suits, the Zoot
1: Suit Riot was a big, was a real happening.
0: True. All right, and this is this comes from uh, Reddit user Sapient Quanta. So I had a football coach back in high school who was also one of my teachers for a semester. He told us one story that freaked us all out pretty bad. He had a coaching job at a small college in Montana when he was a lot younger and newly married. He said that after practice one evening he was making his long commute home and the route ran alongside just fields and fields of hay, grain, whatever. Since it was late summer, early fall, it wasn't even approaching dark yet. His car was an old beat-up truck with just a bench seat. Anyway, he's driving along when he sees a hitchhiker on the shoulder. This being back in the day, and in small town Montana, my teacher pulled over to let the guy in without a second thought. The man was described as wearing a really old, outdated style of suit. Not quite a zoot suit, but styled in a similar baggy way. He also had a big, stylish hat. This guy looked like he was out of the 40s, and quote, sort of like a pimp. My teacher thought it was weird that he was so overdressed it being super hot out but maybe that was the only clothing he had that sounds like clothing that is
1: never experienced in montana
0: almost a guarantee yeah. yeah so the guy gets in next to my teacher without a word teacher asks him where he needs to go and the guy just points forward teacher drives on later my teacher tried talking to the guy just trying to make simple conversation but the guy wouldn't speak or even acknowledge him he just pulled his hat down like he was sleeping Out of nowhere the guy just tips up his hat, looks out the window, and says, Stop the car, now. My teacher pulls over and lets him out, not wanting to offend a possibly crazy man. The guy stands on the side of the road for a second and then at a dead sprint just runs off into the field beside the road until my teacher couldn't see him anymore. Granted the crop was fairly tall. He waits there for a while thinking maybe the guy had the runs or something and didn't want to shit next to the road. After a long enough wait, can you imagine? (laughs) He's like, stop the car now. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: You're like, oh, Uh, did you have some Taco Bell?
0: Yeah, I thought you were rude, but turns out, yeah, God, okay. After, After a long enough wait, my teacher gets back in the truck and starts to accelerate back onto the road. The thing about really old trucks is that they don't accelerate very fast. As my teacher got back on the road, he looked in his rearview mirror to check for a safe merge. But there wasn't a car in sight. What there was, was the hitchhiker on all fours like an animal running, crawling after the truck at an inhuman speed. Meanwhile, my teacher is beginning to fishtail as he attempts to go faster. The whole time, his eyes glued on the mirror watching the man chase after the car. Eventually, he was able to get up to speed and lost sight of the guy in his mirror. When he was able to stop at a gas station to use a payphone, he called his wife at home to tell her the story and to lock up the house. She thinks he was just messing with her and he had been talking to her coworker about the hitchhiker. When he asks why she would think that, apparently at her office in the town she worked in, one of her coworkers told a story of the exact same thing happening to them. And it is a well-known urban legend in that town. She thought it was just folks playing with the new girl at work who had to drive home alone at night. Anyway, my teacher assured her that he was not lying and she evidently believes him and can vouch for her side of the story because she showed up to one of our fundraisers and I asked her about it. So, yeah, now I just avoid lonely roads in Montana.
2: That would be terrifying. Seeing a person oh, on all fours, like, accelerating at a fast rate to you. Yeah. Like, mm-mm. Like,
0: no human can run on no, all that's fours terrifying. super fast. That's freaky as hell. That's like zombie. I picture, like, a weird zoot suit zombie. Maybe he did have the runs, and he was trying to not get left behind, yeah. and... Yeah. And he's like, what the hell, man? I know i run to better. a dog
1: rubbing its butt on the ground, dragging its butt across
0: yeah. the ground. He's just trying to air it out because he didn't have TP. He's just yeah. running <laughs> down the road, all fours, ass in the air. Yeah. He's like, this is totally normal. Please stop the truck. I air can't drive- see that. I don't know how you yeah. can
2: even run like that.
0: Yeah. I've tried. I think I've tried when I was younger, and it's not easy.
2: Well, my daughter's in, um, a- gymnastics and they do the bear walk with straight legs and then yeah. i always think they just look so creepy like walking around the room all the girls like going on what you need there. to do
1: is film it and reverse it backwards and then it yeah. will be really so creepy, creepy music over yeah. on tiktok yeah well
2: yeah. And they're yelling at them like straight legs like don't bend them. my daughter has a hard time because i'm super tall and she has long legs and i'm yeah. always like who can walk like that like yeah. good lord I'd pull something if i tried
0: true same i think we all would what, what do you think about that christian what, what are your thoughts on that story First off, you're in Montana, you would
1: never pick, no Montana person would pick up someone wearing a zoot suit.
0: What's wrong with Montana?
1: Nothing's wrong with Montana. If you see somebody walk along in anything resembling a zoot suit, you know something's wrong. You ain't picking yeah. them up. I well, won't pick up a hitchhiker period. Yeah. Same. I won't
2: pick up a hitchhiker period.
1: I've seen but several. But this is years ago, so when hitchhiking was- Even thing,
2: then, I mean, my, my uncle- everybody
1: um, single women picked up hitchhikers back in the day i know Talk but i had an scary. uncle that
2: grew up like he was homeless and he said like don't pick up any of these people like some of his friends he had in the community because they're not good now, people though,
1: after all these crazy no, stories and ted bundy he died
2: in 95 my uncle did so it was oh back my, then and, 90, that's not that long ago but he was homeless before that so he had this years and he told like because he went people. he went one time um to my parents house and one of his friends followed and, like, knocked on their door. And my uncle, like, went irate on him and was like, don't ever come to this house. Like, you don't yeah. just, this is my family. And so after that, like, he wouldn't, he told my mom, like, no, you can't. When I have friends around, don't, because some of these people just aren't good people and have things. And so, like, that stuck with me since a kid. Like, I try to be very nice. If I see someone homeless, I'll buy them food all day long. I think the guy got mad last time. I was at, um right here at Fred Meyer in Wasilla. <sighs> And I told the kids, I'm like, you know, because I was playing a song and he was dancing outside to it. And I'm like, look, you want to do a good deed today? And they're like, sure. So I went in, bought like a pack of boiled eggs, a banana, protein bar, some water and dropped it off. I told my husband later, I'm like, I wonder how mad he was. Like, man, this lady with the healthy food, like Mm -hmm. give me some cash.
0: Probably. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just
2: don't. You know, I'd like to think I could help somebody, but there's too many scary stories of someone pulling a knife or doing something that I couldn't pick up a hitchhiker.
0: There's there's one story that I didn't add to this that I'll give you a very brief synopsis on and then we can move into the next one. Pretty much this lady was telling a story of her friend who picked up a hitchhiker and or maybe I think it was her sister. Her sister picked up a hitchhiker and relayed this story of how, you know, he was shy when he first got in and, you know, she was very kind to him and like went and they went to dinner or something like that. He obviously didn't have money. So she paid for it, dropped him off where, where he needed to be dropped off. And like, they even exchanged phone numbers and she was like, Oh, it's kind of cool. Like I got like maybe a friend out of this, you know? And then she said a week went by, didn't hear nothing. Got a phone call from the guy. I'm going to try to, to to word this in a way that doesn't sound just incredibly crass and whatever. But he said that he was like, you know, you, you really, please promise me you won't pick anyone up. Like don't pick up another hitchhiker. He's like, my intent was to uh rape you, throw you in the ditch down the road, steal your car, and go on my way. He's like, but you were so kind to me that I just didn't. He's like, so please just promise me you're not ever going to pick anyone else up because, you know, and I was like, holy shit.
2: That's <laughs> terrifying. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's what mm-hmm. I think. I'm a man and I think of that shit. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. the first person I pick up that I don't know bullet in my head i'm somewhere in a ditch yeah. and they're off with my car like no nope. it's, it's sad that we've had to get to that point because when it was is. a kid we yeah. could pick up you could pick up hitchhikers
1: mm-hmm. and be relatively safe of course there was always a few ted bundy's out there i remember my dad's car broke on the long drive and it's in california it takes about an hour and a half when you went, go from like palmdale lancaster or like ranch Hookamonga, ontario it's a long desolate drive especially in the 70s yeah and our, his car broke. We had to hitchhike to get a ride about an hour away to go to like the only gas station in between Palmdale and on and civilized world at that time to get a part. And then we had to hitchhike to come back to the car. And I was like five. It was pretty scary. Yeah. I also remember being a kid and my mom and dad, including my mom, without my dad, picking up hitchhikers and giving them a ride in the Palmdale area.
2: Yeah. A um, couple weeks ago, even at the lake, my parents are like way out in the road system. And so it's dark. There's no like streetlights or anything. And um, there was a car and his like hazards were blinking and the thing up. But you didn't see anyone next to the car. And I was, and it's getting dark and everything. I told my husband, I'm like, I feel really bad. Like I could have stopped to see if someone needs something. But then also like the person that's listening to Crime Junkie and all this all the time. Like hard I can it. also get out. Yeah. I'm a female. I'm alone. I have nothing. Protect me get whacked in the head and something happens so Mm. i'm gonna keep on going hope the best you know for you
0: i've I've seen a couple like early in the morning when i'm driving to work i think it was like last winter i saw someone on like the overpass of the parks highway trying to thumb for a ride and i was like it's like 4 a.m i'm like "Mm, no sorry as as cold as i imagine you are i can't yeah, because I would be I would have to have like a knife in my hand and my right hand or something while I'm driving the entire time because I would feel so nervous about. Yeah. that, especially when it's dark because you can't see all the movements going on. There was just one time actually real quick. We don't do anything quick on this podcast. We're about to one time. I think I had a hitch. My truck broke down once and I had to take a a hitch from it was like a truck driver or something like that. Right. And so he's like, he seems normal at first and we're talking or whatever. And then like, he starts asking me about like relationships and stuff because I was freshly out of like a shitty relationship. And so I was just kind of like, yeah, and I was out of like a rough thing or whatever. And he's like, he's like, Oh, I know that feeling. He's like, you know, my, uh, my wife and I split and this, and And he starts telling me about, he was like, you know, every year I, uh, I take a bullet and I engrave her initials on the back of it and I mail it to her. And I said, yeah, same same dude that <laughs> is like, so creepy i was like and at that point i was like i really need to get the fuck out of this truck because it's gonna get pretty uh pretty dark here pretty yeah quick. Or, this... or just awkwardly quiet which it did yeah that's i was like every year huh just that gonna... guy's
2: got some anger <laughs>
0: Yo, you're, you're deeply
2: you're... deeply holding in how are you
0: engraving this shit you taking like a little exacto blade and you go I... on a bullet dude mm. No, you guys meet some weird people. Oh, I have so many creepy, cringeworthy stories where it's just like, I felt like I could have died. You want one more? I'll get it. You- this is a really brief one. Okay. Once I was walking around and I've probably, I might've actually told this on podcast. Let me know if I did. Uh, I was doing my nightly walk in Vegas around my apartment in a business sector. And this, this truck goes around a few times, right? The dude in the truck, it's like a middle-aged Mexican dude with a mustache. I remember this very, very vividly. And the second time he passed me it was like, he circled the block and passed me again. It was like, watch me. And so the third time he passed me, I was watching him. As he passed by, I turned with him and I just made sure that he knew that I saw him. And as I get to the corner of that street, I see him pulling up again. I'm like, oh shit. And he stops right there. As I'm walking up to the corner, he stops at the corner of the street and rolls down his window. And And he's like, oh, I, w- I was looking for Sunset Park. And I said, okay, it's uh literally one block like, I guess to his left, but I just pointed ahead. Cause that's the direction I was facing. So I guess one block that way can't miss it literally right past that stoplight. He was like, I was like, just go back here, turn right. And you're there. He was like, okay, so just turn around, turn right. And I'll be there. And I was like, yeah, hundred percent. But as he's saying this to me, I notice he's looking over my shoulder and he's like scared shitless. Like he's sitting there and he's like, oh, okay. So just like, like back here, just back here and, and turn right. And I was like, yeah, dude, super easy. This conversation should have been over like 30 seconds ago. He like pretty much like speeds out of there, right? Turns around, flips flips a bitch and like just drives off. But he gets to the street that I told him he needed to turn right on and he just turned left. But the entire time he was talking to me, he was looking at something over my shoulder and he was scared shitless. So I don't know if it, maybe he was on something or maybe we're back to guardian angels being like something's, a, something's trying to take this dude. Because
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's been Matt. stories where people have been like getting their ass handed to him and guys will look over it and then like freak out and run off when it's just one dude. And then the guy that was getting his ass beat would be like, where, Where's all the other people? And he was like, We're talking about He's like, No, no, like the big guys you were with. Ooh, I get chills thinking about that stuff all the time, man. But I had, that's just, that's the one experience I had with that. And I feel like I told it on the podcast, but it was long enough ago to where we all probably forgot. So, yeah. You guys are like mingle with serial killers too much. I,
2: well, did I, I ever tell you about my, and this isn't a hitchhiker, but like the creepy text I got working at Walmart?
0: No, but you're about to.
2: So I'm working and, you know, I'm a teenager, had my cool blackberry phone in my oh, yeah. pocket oh, yeah. to text the peeps while i'm working at walmart sure and i get this text and it says don't take me wrong you're beautiful i see you working at walmart but if you gained 30 pounds you'd be gorgeous wow <laughs> didn't know the number Asked said people that worked at walmart like you know hit up china and all my different friends like do you know who this number is, is It's someone that works yeah. here like what <clears throat> and never could figure it out and then i called and I got like laughing in the background when the person answered and then like another time it sounded like they were like answered and they could hear breathing and then hung up.
0: Someone Never to this you. day yeah.
2: knew who did it. And then fast forward years later after I have kids and I'm crying to my, and my husband, well my husband always joked, Michael,
0: yeah. you know,
2: dating at the time. He's like, he hey, goes, you- <laughs> I told you babe if you gained 30 pounds, you know, because I was very I'm six foot tall, yeah. skinny kid. And he goes, I told you that was me. I text you that. And years later when I have kids and I'm 30 pounds heavier and i'm crying and i go god i just want to get this weight off And my husband goes babe i told <laughs> yeah. you i text you all those years ago that was yeah, me 30 but pounds. to this day yeah. i don't know who and it was just really it was the creepiest feeling because i'm reading this text message like i see you at walmart and working like don't take this wrong and i'm like yeah,
0: looking yeah, around. Looking around it was just uh, super creepy yeah and
2: how they got my number never know
0: speaky we yeah. just need to have we have not need to have an episode where we just tell all of our creepy experiences like it doesn't even have to be paranormal, we'll Just be like I could tell the one about the Asian guy that thought I was a hooker and tried offering me wine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's what walking around the streets of Las Vegas will get you. Yeah, and I was like in my hockey warm ups I'm like is this what male hookers look like because maybe thanks. No. If the guy was lucky, that's has yeah. You're like been maybe no-
2: for the right it was price. Like, finally, that yeah. was
0: my fantasy. Yeah, he's like, oh, there it is. Yeah, no.
1: Mama told me this would never happen.
0: Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a story for another day. <laughs> Patreon. Yeah, or Gumroad is one. what we're probably gonna actually end yeah. up on. Um, yeah.
2: Oh, I'll do that one because Christian would fit the better one. the next one better.
0: Yeah, the old West slicker and a duckbill yeah. cap. <laughs> that's that's right up Christian's alley.
2: This is a helping hand from Reddit user Mercury Waxing
0: their
1: legs Nice.
2: my dad is driving back from visiting his father in North Carolina we live about 12 hours away and he plans on driving straight through when he pulls over at the first rest stop a guy walks up and asks for a ride dad turns him down two hours later he sees the same guy hitchhiking on the side of the road he drives past dad stops at a rest stop for coffee the man is there and asks for a ride as far as you're going but dad still says no sees the man again hitchhiking on the road. Dad's car starts to have trouble and he pulls off the highway. At the end of the ramp, yep, that guy again. He offers to help with the car and together they get it running again. Dad offers him a ride this time. The man doesn't talk and they drive for a few hours. Next thing, Dad wakes up in the hospital. The doctor says he passed out at the wheel and witnesses saw the passenger take over the wheel, pull the car over. When they stopped to help though, the passenger wasn't there
0: every time i get those like those ending punch lines i get full body just goosebumps Like, it's like
2: maybe that was a guardian angel helping like get the car to yeah that- weird. weird
0: like yeah why one, is that weird how, how do you see the same person when you drive further you pass him and then an hour or two later he's on the side of the road in front of you nope he's not
1: um it's easy when you're asleep driving and you're dreaming the same person
0: okay so he gotcha yeah and then all the it must be an inception type situation you're talking about because all the witnesses of the accident saw the, the person take the wheel but he wasn't there afterwards so he must have been inside the dream and then he woke up and then he woke up again and he wasn't even in, he was in his bed at home exactly yeah oh christian you just infuriate me sometimes <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, sadly i don't know what i just agreed to but i'm like i think he's trying to make fun of me i'm just gonna go with him
0: i did yeah
1: People, witnesses are not always reliable, no they, matter how they much. Are,
0: they... they are in the instance when someone is asleep at the wheel and someone else pulls the car over. If you're asleep yeah. at the wheel, you're not pulling the car over, you know? Like, you know? Like, that's, that's the only thing for me here is there's two people witnessed in that. Mm-hmm. What if it's not something else other than this person's twin mm. looking after him in the afterlife? This person isn't mentioned having a twin. There's no scientific data. For us to pull that from. Christian. Exactly.
1: So obviously so this isn't true if there's no scientific data.
0: Yeah. So therefore we can't say that he had a
1: twin. That is a creepy story though. Creep- I'll say that much. Yeah. It's, and it's a fun one. Yeah. Someone's Someone's really incessant on making sure you live. Why?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Because there's always someone looking to make sure the antichrist lives and what if okay blows up the world
0: weird weird turn what if it what if it's not that what if we let's introduce time travelers into the mix okay that's 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 something we didn't pick up on earlier when we're talking possibilities time travel that's why they certain people live because they're like this person needs to live yeah because of what they do in the future like 12 monkeys Mm -hmm. so you're almost sacrificing some other poor stranger so that the other person might live and that is for the greater good Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's for the greater good yeah maybe i don't know i'm not doing it but but that i see that from like if we're talking weird possibilities i could see that a lot more than i could see um time travel does make sense in this scenario
2: well it's even like um you know, and I don't want to get in the whole story, but my twin story, my twin didn't make it. And mm. at the time, my mom didn't know she was pregnant with twins. And they kept pushing for her after her said miscarriage to have a DNC. And she goes, no, I want to go home and just have my body naturally try and do this. And she kept telling her dad, I feel pregnant. I feel pregnant. And he goes, you're you're just not letting go. She goes in a couple weeks later and they found my heartbeat. Had I had she listened to the doctors, had that DNC, like mm. I wouldn't live.
0: True. And yeah. that's just
2: weird to think like.
0: Just one snap One judgment. snap little yeah. thing
2: in your life. And that's, I think about that all the time. Like if you can do one little thing in your life that can change like the whole outcome. The butterfly effect. It is, it's just crazy, aboard. yeah.
1: yeah. And every moment of your life is doing that one little thing
0: that changes the universe in the future. Yeah. Do you think we're changing anyone's lives? Any listeners' lives? Do you think they listen to this and they're like, we say one thing that just resonates with them? Well, I hope here's, so. Here's
1: the thing. Since time is a flat circle.
0: Welcome back. Not only are we changing
1: their lives? We've already changed their lives and they're experiencing it, it in the future as they're reminded of the past. Mm. It'll make sense someday.
2: Maybe <laughs> by then the time ready this ready comes out, it. yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> When I'm editing, I'll be like, oh, wow. Perfect. All right, it's my turn to read? Yep. Yeah, let's... Um... Take a potty break? No. No, we're getting near the end. We just got you hammer this home and then the last story we'll put on the YouTube stuff cuz okay. we got enough time on this. But what about my potty? That could be afterward.
2: I oh. don't know. I think we're all getting freaked out there saying potty this much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And
0: yeah, I think you know what I'm going to do with that Christian which is why you're saying weird <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> did you listen to anyone listen to the end of this week's episode? Not yet. Oh.
2: I haven't finished it yet.
0: I took a very weird thing you said and I just repeated it for about 3 <laughs> minutes. Oh, so. Christian? Yeah.
2: I'm definitely going to listen. I think it's
0: when you're talking about the veiny parts of the <laughs> rocket. <laughs> so if you just picture that with an echo on it for a minute and a half after the outro. Oh, so man. veiny. Yeah, there you go. All right. Old, Old West Slicker and a Duck Bill Cat. Sounds like a country song, right? <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. <Okay. laughs> I was going to sing it, but I can't. I'll laugh too much. My Reddit user.
1: Runner. Underscore one. Runner and one are both capitalized. You're welcome. Oh, good God, dude. (laughs) That's not necessary, (laughs) but it's fun. It's not to me to mess with you. Back in 1985, I was in the middle of a very nasty divorce from my first wife, which seems to be the beginning to a lot of stories. Yes. Things had gone horribly sideways and spilled over into my job. Sparing all the nasty details, suffice, suffice to say, suffice, suffice to say, it's that's not even the right <laughs> way for that phrase.
0: It, it is suffice, suffice it to, to say. Suffice to stay. I had
1: to a breakdown. Say, not stay. Yeah. Now I have to repeat that
0: it's whole. You do. Thing. It's, suffice. We're, we're just going to let say. you start I get it. over I, get, I go get for it. it. Yeah. Suffice sparring to say. Sparing all the nasty Sparing, details.
2: Sparing, not sparring. You're
0: not. <laughs> what are you fighting? Them?
2: Yar. You're
1: ready? Fight. We're about yeah. to fight. You guys keep being grammar nazis sparing all the nasty details i yelled sorry Sorry. i see yeah sparing all the nasty details suppose suffice to stay suffice to say (laughs) i had a breakdown of one
0: second one second push push the mic a little further out dude you're like screaming into this thing
1: (laughs) this is really just traumatic Okay, I love how
2: long of a story you gave Christian. I know. Already no, knowing you this.
1: gave Christian. You well, said I'm going to give a, the guy guys will go- shut up. It's, I can finish this long story. It's a guy it's
2: going through a divorce. I didn't want to be like the one when oh. Christian was a girl trying on her acid wash jeans. I was just trying to put the... I would have done that.
1: I'm not... I'm, I'm not you did ashamed. it. Remember? All right. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, you did. All right. All right. S- sparing all
1: nasty details, suffice to say, I had a breakup of epic proportions. Wrong direction. There's <laughs> a <Some> breakdown.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> breakdown, breakup. I had a breakdown of epic proportions. For weeks, I couldn't function. I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. And when I did sleep, I was plagued with nightmares. Early one day, I grabbed a few things and just began to drive. I had little money and was in a very dark place mentally. Although I had been raised Christian and grew up in a church, I was very far away from God and was living a non-Christian life. As I drove, I was in a cloud. I could only see darkness, pain, and despair in my future. I could imagine no happiness, no joy, and no, no future. Suffice to say again, I considered my life over at the age of 22. And we've all been there before.
0: Yeah. Well, nobody likes you when you're 23, so it makes sense. Just preparing for it. Yeah.
1: I drove north from Texas and found myself in Oklahoma City. There I turned eastward toward my childhood home of Tennessee. As I drove, my despair clouded my perception and I became more depressed. I really felt like I was driving myself straight into the, the gates of hell somewhere in eastern oklahoma otherwise known as the gates of hell i was about to say (laughs) oklahoma
2: is the gates of hell damn
1: i pulled in for fuel and a restroom break afterwards as i continued my journey i noticed a man sitting at the side of it of the interstate
0: no wrong action yeah that was the problem It's not that you're replacing words with different words. No, I'm like,
1: (laughs) what it is, is I'm like thinking that I need to take a drink. So I'm like losing
0: it. Hydrate
2: break.
1: Where am I at? I continued my journey. Yeah. Okay. Afterwards, I continued my journey. I noticed a man standing at the side of the interstate on ramp. I noticed the man standing at the side of the interstate on ramp looking for a ride. Oh. Finally cleared, figured it out. He was
0: standing on <laughs> ramp. He was beside interstate on ramp. Remember the... when I was talking <laughs> about being a robot? Yeah.
1: yeah. I noticed a man standing at the side of the interstate on ramp looking for a ride. He was dressed rather peculiarly for the middle of the summer, wearing a long Old West style slicker and an Ivy cap, sometimes known, sometimes known as a flat cap or duckbill cap. The reason I noticed him was because in my mind, he bore a striking resemblance to the gyro captain from the Road Warrior film.
2: What in the what is no that? Idea. I want to know.
1: Yeah. Road Warrior, Mel Gibson, an old school movie. I oh, don't remember you that You character. would
2: know, because you're old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: Thank hey, you, Johnson. are you Welcome. Look, I continued my journey and thought nothing more of it. Soon I was forced to stop again, as I suddenly needed to use the restroom very badly. Which was unusual, as I could, and still do, often drive for hundreds of miles without stopping. Now he's just shaming me. I completed my bathroom break and turned my car back towards Interstate 40. As I turned onto the on-ramp, my eyes were drawn to another hitchhiker looking for a ride. Only it was not another hitchhiker. It was the very same person I had seen a short time early, earlier, a short time earlier at my previous stop. I'm quite sure I did a double take on seeing him.
0: And here we are again, the guy, same as lost story. Yep. For reasons that
1: I did not understand at the time, but became clearer later in my life, I pulled over and offered a ride. He got in the car and thanked me for the lift. In a short time, he began to make what I first assumed was small talk. It was far from small talk. It was as though he could, could read my soul. He talked about life's heartache and troubles. It soon became clear that he appeared to know more about me and my troubles than he should. He turned to the subject of God and his many blessings. Now, more than 33 years later, I don't remember what all he said, but he seemed to have just the right words I needed to hear. It was for a lack of better word, miraculous, the way he seemed to be able to speak to my soul and lift the burdens. And lift the burdens I felt were crushing my very spirit. He rode with me for the rest of the afternoon. By the time we were approaching Little Rock, Arkansas, I felt like a new person. He promised me that everything would work out. He said I was just beginning on a new journey, and he assured me that God had good things in store for me in the future. It was very late in the afternoon as we entered Little Rock. The sun was just setting, and I decided to get a motel for the night. I stopped at the corner at a, I stopped at a corner and let him out of the car so he could continue on his way. Before exiting the car, he asked me if I could spare a little money for food. I told him that I never give, give, never give money to strangers because I couldn't know if I was... Let me reread that because I got angry in the middle of it. I told him that I never give money to strangers because I couldn't know if it was just to be wasted on alcohol or drugs. I would, have, however, be happy to buy him some food. He graciously accepted my offer and I, I, tuned in, I turned into a nearby convenience store parking lot and went in the store. All these years later, I can still remember exactly what I bought for him that evening. I purchased a pack of bologna, a half gallon of milk, and a loaf of bread. I also picked up some condiments as well as candy, a candy bar for dessert. After paying for the items, I exited the store and found him waiting by my car. I handed him the bag of food and thanked him for making me feel better. He in turn thanked me for the ride and the food. I got in my car and started it, placing the car in reverse. I looked around to be sure I wouldn't hit him backing out. I couldn't see him anywhere because it had only been a moment since he walked toward the rear of my car. I was concerned that possibly he had tripped and fallen behind me. I did not want to back over him, so I placed the car in park and got out to make sure he was clear. He was nowhere to be seen. I walked around the car and then I walked around the only other car in the parking lot, nothing. I went in the store and asked the cashier if the gentleman with the long coat had come in. He said no one had come in since I had walked out. Confused, I walked back outside and walked out to the street corner and looked all four ways. There was no one to be seen. I walked around and looked behind the building, nothing. I even got down on my knees and looked under my car as well as the other car in the parking lot. Nothing. The man had disappeared as though he was a ghost. There was no way, even if he would run. Could he have gotten out of sight as fast as he did? The man and the bag of food I'd given him had vanished without a trace, gone as though they'd never existed. Finally, I gave up, went a short ways down the road, and rented a motel for the night. I went in, took a shower, said a short prayer, and then for the first time in, in weeks, I slept like a baby, all night, peaceful and dreamless. The next morning, I awoke feeling refreshed and invigorated. The mental clouds were gone. The burden was lifted, and I felt like a completely new man. I continued my journey Eastwood with a new zest for life. Eventually, I traveled on to Michigan and then to Florida, where I met a woman slightly older than myself. After my divorce was final, we were married, and now more than 30 years later are still together. The man was right. Everything did work out. My wife and I have had a good life. There have been difficulties, and at times the road has been rocky, but the good far outweighs the bad. I am convinced that the man that rode with me all those years ago was an angel. Often I have looked back on the dark day and wondered where I would be today if it were not for the man's intervention. Seeing what I was going through and where I was headed, I fully believe that I would have been in prison or even dead had he not been standing on the side of the road that day. It humbles me and makes me wonder what God saw in me that he would send me an angel. Since that day, I have often thought of Hebrews 13.2. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. I know many will not believe me, my story or my conclusion. That is your prerogative. However, I shall always thank God for the angel that was sent
0: my way that day back in nineteen eighty five. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The we'll dive into that story, but I, I'm I didn't want to laugh at the end of that story because I just had the image in my head. Um, what that story reminds me of, like if it wasn't, you know, this stranger or this, uh, like ain guardian angel or something like that, what it could have been. Um, and it's it, in, I want to say it was either Chris or Jeremy in the Halloween episode of belief hole was saying that back when they were kids, <laughs> Uh, he used to pretend to be someone's guardian angel by like, he'd be standing there. And then like, he would like hide behind bushes or something real quick when he left. So the person would look back over and he'd just be gone. And I found it, I was driving home from work when I listened to that and I was laughing so hard because I did the same thing to a few people where I just fuck with people. And like, if you're talking to a stranger, you're like, I wanted this person to tell this story for the rest of their lives. And you just mess with people and disappear really quickly that's brilliant and so i was like like it's hard for me to take these stories super seriously when i know there are people like myself and either chris or jeremy from belief hole that did did the same thing at least once in their life and i actually recommend everyone try it it's it's a great way to have a good laugh and And you never know how you will affect somebody's life (laughs) by them
1: believing they have a guardian angel
0: yeah exactly
1: and my husband
2: likes to wave weird people sometimes in the car and he's like i just hope i made somebody laugh one day on the way to work he's like sometimes i'll just be like Make away crazy eye contact or like we'll do a weird wave and yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever floats <laughs> yeah. your boat.
0: I do that when China's driving, I'm just in the passenger seat. I just stare at people and <laughs> the entire time to drive past me.
2: Like hold up a sign, yeah. I might die in here.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's crazy. Get me out. No, that'd be hilarious. Great ideas. But no, that story is actually really and it makes me think of his outfit more than anything. I'm like, because it's his outfit that probably caught the guy's attention, right? Yeah. yeah. What are these things? They're just figments of
1: our imagination, communicating a mm. spiritual necessity that somebody
0: must learn. Yeah. It's so the bare necessities, if, if you will. Sure. I don't know. I don't think we have the answers. And as a matter of fact, I know we don't have the answers. We can all speculate about what this is. I'm sure we have different beliefs and different opinions on what these either entities or figments of our imagination have uh, maybe come from. Based on how we view the world, but the the fact of the matter is that these things do happen, and it's a little more than just urban legend. They do seem to happen. Yeah, it's it feels more than urban legend, and that I love hearing that because there are so many ur- urban legends. What if it's just? What if this guy was just like I want some random
1: person that picks me up hitchhiking, to believe in the Lord, so my tr- and my church has me go out there and just tell people about the Lord as I hitchhike.
0: Seems like a weird form of guerrilla marketing, but I guess it's possible. Brilliant. I just think
2: it's weird how it just like suddenly disappears, though. Like, do people just book it? Nobody. Like, I got my balloon. (laughs) Let's run.
0: He's like, he's on the road. Go, 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 go. Yeah. There's just a van that like blows by him on the road super fast. You know. Yeah. I
1: meant to mention this earlier, but I got an old story to tell you
0: about how it used
1: to be back in the 70s. I remember riding around with my dad. And he'd be just drinking beer because it was the thing back then when you're driving back before they <laughs> had drunk driving stuff. This is why we have drunk driving stuff. My old coworker called him road sodas. Yeah. Yeah. He would drink them and then he would toss the empty cans in the bed of his truck. And then every so often we'd smash them and turn them in. Yeah. Maybe all these people were just drinking while they were driving. You ever think of that? Sure.
2: Yeah. But I've been drunk all the time. I never... Full body apparition come out. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, wait,
1: wait. I've wait. been
2: drunk many a time. I
1: don't have or? no,
2: no, but anywhere. Like you don't ever get drunk and be like, I see oh, a person. We yeah, almost yeah, lost yeah,
0: a lot of listeners yeah, right there. yeah it's no. like, yeah like well I'm driving the kids around. I've been drunk all the time. Man, who gives a got shit? Got my drunken
2: <laughs> Duncan in my cup over here.
0: Yeah, I was like, damn, you got to clarify that shit. Yeah. No, no, now. no. no. But I've been be drunk. Like,
2: I've been drunk, and like, you never just suddenly like see a person. Like, yeah, it or doesn't do happen
0: unless it's a mirror yeah it's it usually doesn't happen He's like what's up sexy you ready to do this or what (laughs) when i got home from the airport
1: i was driving through downtown anchorage just excited to finally be home after three long weeks yes and i would drive by like the mall and there's this lady that is just completely blitzed dancing this crazy dance oh yeah and it was not like a regular it was like a type of dance that was like jarring and it's kind of scary in a way.
2: Was it twerking, Christian? You can no, say it. <laughs> they it was were not, twerking. No,
1: I don't really know what twerking is other than shaking your butt a little bit. That's on all it Snapchat, is. Snapchat yeah. on an old phone. Yeah. It's just being a salute. Yeah. 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 So this this was weird looking. I don't remember why I got on this subject. Yeah, obviously oh, stayed weird. with you. <laughs> and maybe that's, oh, that's what it is. Maybe these hitchhikers are just weird individuals
0: that leave a mark. Well, that goes without saying.
2: But it's just weird yeah. how they disappear. It's not like do the they instances disappear? they are all these people. Some... Okay, well, look at the guy what on all fours running after him. How do yeah. you explain that one away? I yeah.
0: just did drinking while you're driving, which you do a lot of, according mm, to your yeah. story. Oh, yeah. Now, okay, then, then explain the person on the drive from the Antelope Valley. You know how flat that area is. You know, there's just weeds and fucking little bushes and shit like that. Nothing big enough to hide someone. Oh, that was real. Yeah, that, that guy disappeared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some stories were real. And I'll have to ask him because he may have left something behind too. Like, similar to like that person that said they left the backpack. I have That's to weird ask him how they say, or
2: just like leaving like items on a gravestone. Like,
0: yeah. yeah. Do you what? remember when Creepy. that alien hitchhiked
1: and left something behind and then that stuff would come from their bellies?
2: I have no sure. clue what you're talking about. Is that
0: the movie Alien? Yeah, no, I've never know. seen it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting story. Is interesting story. You know what? Actually, what sucks the most about the last story hmm. was that the guy bought stuff for him and then he just disappeared. So it's like yeah. his milk, the bread. Just, whoosh. I was really upset like, with his tone about that. Yeah, they, like, you should be upset with your daughter's because she does the same thing. I give I give homeless people money. and She's like, you shouldn't give them money. I'm like, it's not for me to decide what they do with the money. I'm doing my part. I'm being a good person. They do whatever they want. That's their life. So their decision. China's no. with
2: me. I'm like, I got that guy, and I'm I'm sure he could have been pissed. Probably wanted like weed money, and he's like, this bitch gave me boiled eggs, but. <laughs> I just wanted, in case he really was hungry, he had a good, wholesome food. He had a protein bar, boiled eggs. This guy and is, then this I knew guy he wasn't going to get drugs.
0: And you gave him boiled eggs.
2: It was like the prepackaged ones. Because no.
0: it would be disgusting. No. No. You know what? <laughs> okay. oh you I just figured was...
2: protein. I was just trying to give him some substance. You, you know? know what
1: I would think in those situations, if I was going to try to make myself feel better by sure. helping somebody, I would think, what would really be wonderful to somebody that can't normally have it. A good cheeseburger. Yeah. Something just. Yeah. No. I'm just. But oh, I'm, I was t- just I'm messing trying with
2: to you. Pick, I, put, I just tried to try to go like well-rounded healthy. I got him some water. I think some sometimes we eggs, think, a a think too much. Banana. Yeah. We case, think you too know, much. Protein if you need a food. Banana in case you need potassium. I was trying to like. Yeah. Get in the spectrum of food.
0: Yeah. You were offering this man. The entire food pyramid.
2: I was. In one was nice just gesture. Like, hey,
0: whatever decision you make is best for you pal. Here's some yeah. money. Yeah, that's. It's not. I'm not the dude's mom. I'm not. I like. I did my part by helping my fellow man. What they do, that's their path. That's their journey. What choice they make is on them. Still, here's what's worse, other
1: than us like arguing about that,
0: other than us shit talking homeless people for 20 minutes no. on a podcast about ghosts. This
1: this guy that he, I'm yelling.
0: Yeah, you are. yeah, yeah. This
1: hitchhiker, yes, had just helped this man through a troubling spot. Sure. This man took his Christian belief and thankfulness for being helped through a traumatic spot and said, you might buy drugs with this. I now judge you, you know, not able to have my hard-earned money, even though you just basically saved my life. Yeah, that was after him being Mm -hmm. all nice and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. So that's what maybe triggered me about this story. I was like, you're telling us this, this hitchhiker story had so much of an impact on your life.
2: That you didn't like take right. your yes. own life. Yeah, like, like, for,
1: for five bucks and you're like, Whoa. Yeah. You're
2: like slow yeah. down there. Let Where's me the
1: help value? you make good decisions. Yeah. Where's you know? that value? Yeah. I always find weird ways of looking at these stories. I don't know if you've noticed.
0: Oh, have I? Yes, I have.
1: Um But this one I'm not quite wrong on. Yeah. Because really As opposed to every other one we've talked well, about. Well this one. Yeah. No, this one The storyteller deserves a little ridicule.
0: Okay. Because of that. that. Hand it over. Yeah, give it to him. I just did. (laughs) I'm done. Let's move on. No, that's the end of the episode.
2: Okay, so we're Uh, saving that.
0: uh, Here's the the deal. Yeah, I'll I'll touch on it um, in the conclusion yeah so i think that pretty much wraps this episode up if you enjoyed these stories head on over to our youtube channel where we will be sharing actually a few bonus stories you know this this episode ran a little long and we've prepared more stories that we've said hey we're gonna put these out as videos on youtube if you guys like the content go over like subscribe share it with your friends and we're gonna be doing that with future episodes too we're gonna be uh expanding just a little bit to give you guys just a little extra on each episode if we can. So if you're a fan of uh, all the clips we've been posting on socials, we're still going to be doing that. It's just going to be bonus content and then you get a whole episode's worth of fresh material. That sounds pretty sweet. You guys really lucked out. We're spoiling the hell out of you. Least you could do is push that subscribe button. Lend us a hand. Uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in today. If you haven't already, I talked about YouTube, obviously, but find us on social media. We got Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Freaky Deaky Pod, And then on TikTok, we are at TFD Paranormal. Send us your stories if you got anything freaky you want to talk about. If you have any hitchhiking experiences, send that in as well. You know, we're we're excited about this topic. It's fun and it's somewhat spooky and uplifting and wholesome at the same time. What a subject. Uh, send it in to the gang at the freakydeeky.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week right here on the freaky Deaky. You probably
1: should redo that. Thanks for tuning in because you were yawning in.
0: I didn't yawn. Yeah. You're like, thank you. I don't think I teamed in. Did I Did no? <laughs> I? You know? Thanks for teaming in. Christian we didn't, didn't think we that we did try was We fudge him. up a good ending. <clears throat> yeah, classic. Wait, where, where are you going? We still got more shit. What are you talking about?
1: The YouTube stuff. Oh, we're doing that next time. We have a